Lisa George and with me is brother Oswald Noriga and the sister Jean Noriga as we continue our discussions today and as we continue with the Noriga family sharing their experiences as a Seventh-day Adventist Christian. So I turn to both of you and I will ask what your childhood experience was like. Hmm. Well, I will go first. Um, okay, no problem. <laughs> yes, so I grew up in um, the village of Las Cuevas and okay. also Blanchichez because right. they are okay. close together. And um, mm -hmm. I, before I say anything, those are the best like areas, the beaches and, and thing in Trinidad and Tobago, so I must say that, right? So, <laughs> okay. Yes, but um, growing up was fun just swimming it was, it was just a, a, a natural thing to everybody swimming everybody fish um river um and hiking to paria um those are the fun things we did growing up so my childhood really was um surrounded by a lot of beach activities so. okay all right so you can <laughs> swim very well yes <laughs> okay so Okay, so I'm the third of five children to Joan and John Chrysostom. I grew up in a nuclear Seventh-day Adventist family and um, my parents were involved in church work, um, particularly my mom. My mom was, well, let me say, church was life for me from um, AY service to sabbath morning programs to sunday and wednesday night church to prayer cells to prayer and fast meetings to sunday morning hour of power church was life for me my mom served as the family life director for several years to me i um for as far back as i remember she was the only family life director chosen in my time and um the norm was for our home to be a haven for the young people so we had a saturday night meeting called manners meeting and that name was coined by the young people because they felt that sister chrysostom was going to manners them at that meeting guide them you know and they, they felt that she was a little old-fashioned or traditional right. so she would be giving them guidelines as to how to conduct themselves as young people mm -hmm. and so on and our home was always um filled with young people on sabbath luncheon we had to share our lunch because every time you could count on at least five to six extra persons coming that we didn't cater for you know and um uh, they we had young men coming to our home who were looking at us as young ladies and so on that kind of of thing that we experienced right. um <laughs> my mom she led a life um surrendered to god 
and um, she taught us from a very early age to pray and to intercede you know for whatever we want so from writing um common entrance then to whatever we wanted god to answer whatever prayer she always asked us to seek the heart of god so we learn to pray from an early age we learn to listen to patriarchs and prophets as she read for us on sabbath evenings if we didn't go to ay she would put all of us on her tummy and she would read to us the word of god and um you know generally she really was sold out on the things of god she um also worked with the church and she served as a principal for many years um my dad on the other hand he loved us with his heart his daughters were his little jewels and um sometimes i think he spoiled us because i really didn't know how to do much ironing um thank you that i met her my husband who did not have a problem with ironing so that wasn't a problem but he felt that his daughters he wanted our hands to remain soft so whatever chores that would make our hands hard like washing and so on he never really allowed us to wash he would say don't worry i will wash bring the clothes for me it's only when we were late in our teens that we decided we didn't no longer wanted him to wash because he would dinge our clothes according to our understanding <laughs> okay. but but um us not really being so involved in the washing and and certain chores ironing and so on i was worried when i was going to get married if i would manage well in washing and then i met oswald who just didn't have a problem with washing and ironing so to god be the glory much yes. made in heaven <laughs> okay so what would you say um were the circumstances that led up to both of you being baptized now this is both of you as single individuals this is before you know um you all met what what would you say were you know the things that led up or the situations, circumstances that led up to that moment of you saying, hey, I want to be a Seventh-day Adventist Christian? Well, unlike Jane, I had no like connection with Adventism. So um, it was something new for me. I, I remember small, I went to church with um, some close friends, but was a Pentecostal church. But even from back then, I I kept feeling the prompting of the Holy Spirit at that, that particular time. Okay. So that um, when at the age of about 1920, um, while standing outside, there was a crusade going on and I was standing outside, no intention to, no intention to go inside. Uh, myself and some other guys, we were standing outside. But um, the message I started to, to to um, listen to the message and um, I felt prompted one of the guys came and invited me in and I went in and and, and from that like I couldn't stop going I mm -hmm. and, and I would be home and just um, all these songs and things just felt so appealing to me you know and um, mm -hmm. I, I that that's when the change started to come in my life and um, well my mother I, um, I came from a single parent family she was upset she did not like adventism at all and you know so you know the struggle a lot of people go through that same kind of struggle and um but i couldn't help myself and i started to 
to, to go and go. And I, I want to say here this morning eh, that um, the lesson study um, that our church offers has, was such a, a blessing to me at that time. And I know even now uh, many people coming into the church, that is uh, a main like, um, driving force behind the decision and learning about Christ. What I found was that even though I went to the um, Pentecostal church before, no mean, no need, um, I don't mean to really call it <laughs> church here, yeah. but um, right. you know, the, I, I found that the Adventist church was a Bible-based church in that I was now really reading what it is, all the experiences um, and the stories in the Bible, right, right which really... Um, led me to to surrender um to god mm -hmm. right. yeah. so that's how it happened well i didn't baptize um one time i waited okay. a while and then um after about two years after then i got baptized yeah. okay all right well as i said before i mm -hmm. guess um it would have been almost natural mm -hmm. to give my heart to the lord um at the age of, I think it could have been about nine or ten years old, um, our church pastor, our then church pastor, Pastor Victor Raguba, he's now deceased. Um, he was hosting, I think it was um, a week of prayer, whatever it was, and he made an altar call, and uh, you know, without any motivation from any adult, I you know responded to the altar call and i went up and i was crying you know because i just wanted to surrender my life to god you know i i, I felt that at, at that time you know as children growing up sometimes you'd lie and so on and i felt that you know what i didn't want to lie or do anything wrong i just wanted to be saved i wanted to live for god and i made the decision to give my heart to the lord and the pastor commented he said this is interesting you know and um the next i think it was week baptism was scheduled and i got baptized and i gave my heart to the lord and i have never regretted making that decision wholeheartedly yes okay all right that's great so we know you as the noriga family but we don't know the story <laughs> how did you meet how did you meet and what made you make that decision to say hey it's jane that has my heart and i want to spend the rest of my life with her and for you <laughs> sister norega the same you know what how did you meet what happened give us a little snippet of that story <laughs> okay i'll go first so um it was what year was it <laughs> um somewhere in 1994 five year about we both worked in the cafeteria we we attended the um cuc then it was mm -hmm. called caribbean okay. union college all right okay. so i am working in the cafeteria and there is this young man who is um serving as one of the bakers okay yes and i could see him in my mind's eye I'm sitting at the table, the prep area, and I'm cutting up my stuff, and he would be looking up at me and winking his eyes. Uh, but at that time, I was like, what is his problem? You know, why doesn't he just do his work? You know, 
and um, so we went to school together we had one or two classes I think in common um, nothing really he had approached me um, you know saying that um, he was in, not interested but you know just expressed that he did appreciate who I was and so on but nothing came out of that I wasn't interested at that time so we went our uh, separate ways I, I graduated from university and I left and I started to work at community hospital and he will tell you the rest <laughs> <laughs> okay. well um, I I met her sister one day has continued the story and okay, yes. uh, I asked her about Jane okay. and um, she told me well you know Jane is home and so I asked you know I, I probe a little more to find out if there was anybody okay. you know <laughs> <laughs> and she told me no there was nobody so I decided I would uh, try to contact Jane you know to, right. yeah okay. I think I sent a message with her sister mm -hmm. Right, and then um, there was a day she came by, and I was still working at the cafeteria, mm -hmm. and uh, we had lunch. I asked her to have lunch, and okay. we had lunch, and um, then I invited her to a program called, and there was this choir coming down to Trinidad, okay. and Fine they were Fine Fine Forge Academy. They were having this big program, so I invited her, but she had this good friend Rosie. They were always lambing together, so she and Rosie planned to come to the. <laughs> so, but I um, so I decided, <laughs> I made other plans. Okay. Okay. So she was expecting I that I come and we go to the <laughs> concert. Okay. But I um came and I asked her to go out, so oh. I took her out. I That's took her away from Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> so we, <laughs> so okay. we went out. Right, and that's where it really started. I, okay. I must say that our dating period, when I look back, it was really, really fun. Mm -hmm. We would, uh, awesome. yeah, we would go to the the zoo. We would go things that people, young people now, may not want to do. Okay. But um, we, when we look back, and we, it, 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 it is always a, a joy to look back at mm -hmm. um, the stuff that we did. We. Right. Um, visited um, we, we would go to and um, we would together at Rosie and them too we would go up on the <laughs> north coast uh, her husband is a pastor so okay. um, she, he would go up and he would preach at my church and right. you know it was always a fun activity Jane would all sometimes bring lunch and we'll have picnic mm -hmm. and um, we'll go by the savannah drink coconut water and um, sometimes we just go walking um, what they call that um, shop away uh, oh, there's a name for it um window shopping oh, that window kind shopping, of stuff right, you know yes, yes. and um so it was just filled with joy mm -hmm, right yes. when we look back at it mm -hmm. it was really a nice period yes, i'm sure crazy. you'll agree yes i totally agree <laughs> we had a beautiful dating and each time we recall it we feel the same amount of excitement we mm -hmm. were in love it was mutual mm -hmm. and okay. both of us were like strung out cupid shot us in the heart kind of thing <laughs> okay. it wasn't you know sometimes you have an imbalance where you mm -hmm. it may be on one side yes. or maybe the guy likes the girl more but both mm -hmm. of us we just thought that we were just god's gift to each other you know mm -hmm. and yeah and um the rest was just history after that mm -hmm. so that the decision now for us to become 
Mr. and Mrs. Noriga was so easy. I remember when Oswald popped that, mm -hmm. that um, he took me to a restaurant in Maraval. Mm -hmm. Yes, Pavio's. Mm -hmm. And he knelt down and he asked me to marry him, you know. Mm -hmm. It was really one of the most breathtaking moments. And he enlisted the staff there at the thing mm -hmm. to come around and say, and, and, and congratulate us and mm -hmm. so on, <laughs> you know. And um, I knew at that time that Oswald was the guy. I had observed him. He was a God-fearing person. And for me, the thing that I looked for most was a man who feared God. You know, because growing up in the type of home that I grew up in, you know, um, everything else could fall into place. But, you know, the fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. So I just felt to myself that, you know what, this is the guy. And, you know, there was no doubt as to whether I should accept or say, yes, I want to marry you. It was just, you know, now as I think about it, my get, getting little goosebumps, you know. Yes. yes. <laughs> to definite yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and look at where you are now. Many years later, still in love. I can feel yes, the energy yes, yes. from the top of the chair. Um, all right. So um, going into some, some challenging areas now, you know, um, in life, as I would have mentioned just a few moments ago with Shania, you know, there are ups and downs. You know, sometimes it's really good. Everything is working out and then there are challenges there are bombs you know and it's a, it's a challenge in itself now to overcome these challenges so can you share with us um, some of the challenges that you would have experienced as a family well I before I um, talk about these challenges I think that um, as you live I think there are various steps in your life and intervals where God would have spoken to you. And when I look back, I told you about the Pentecostal church I went to. Right. So I think God was, you know, reaching out to me even back then. Okay. And, um, and then the, the crusade, then I went to um, CUC, I met Jane, right? So it was, has always been like if God kind of leading us. I, I look back and that is what I see, right? right? That's what I see. And um reminding i'm reminded right I, I look at even with paul's journey where he um when stephen was killed he was there and and also steps in terms of him really recognizing um who god is and his work for god mm -hmm. right so in all of us there are uh, periods in our lives and stepping stones in our lives that that god uses really to to bring us to certain um points and um, we have had some challenges. I would mention that um, one of the first one was with our son, Shea. He got um, um, knocked down by a vehicle and um, it was a very challenging and, um, time for us. Emotional, everything, all right? Because this is our little son there and yeah. you know how we feel about Shana and Shea, you know? Mm -hmm. So that um, it, um, she, um, his foot was broken in two places, right? So um, that period was challenging for us, but we saw God worked and um, brought us through that um, challenge there. Another one I wish to mention is that we um, moved from, we were desperately trying to get a home, you know, we wanted to buy a, a house so that 
you know, we would not because we rented for a few years well. And um, we wanted to get out of that, right? We went to Longdenville thinking we would have uh, purchased a house down there. And um, we had a break-in at gunpoint. You know, we were sleeping and this person intruded in the house with his gun. And um, I never thought I would have under um, go such a experience, yeah. right? And it was an experience that for a while, long time, remained with us even after, after the incident, you know, when it, it was a very painful um, yeah. traumatic. Yeah, traumatic experience yeah. for us. Um, the, I, I just want to thank God because with all that, God was with us still there eh? yes. because it could yes. have been worse, yes. right? But yeah, God protected true. us, protected Jane and Shania, all of us there mm -hmm. from any harm because um, the guy when, I think Jane had asked him what is he doing, you know? Mm -hmm. And he was saying, well, don't blame him, blame the government or mm -hmm. something like that because, mm -hmm. you know, but um, yeah. we were so shocked. Right, so it was a trauma for us um, in leading our privacy and all yeah. that. So. Yeah, and then coming in when you're sleeping, that's yes. you know, mm -hmm. yeah. And also, um, we had um, recently, I think it was what, three years ago, we had flood. So right. our home yeah. was flooded out and we lost most of our items and so on. You know, and um, it, it's just amazing. It had seemed like, you know, the series of events, you know. Um, tragedy I would call it in our lives but you know what in each of the incident we were able to see the hand of God it was so awesome eh? mm -hmm. I remember with she I prayed a specific prayer and we came in agreement that his healing will be expeditious you know that he wouldn't be on this crutches because he had to go to school and sit in a wheelchair and all of that because his leg was broken in two places and i asked god i prayed over the leg i said lord heal this leg to perfection and that he wouldn't have a limp or a hop and drop or whatever it is you know yeah. and uh, that the healing will take place very quickly and god answered that prayer it was amazing that god answered that prayer i mean uh, of course he's god you know mm -hmm. and then also during the robbery you know i remember praying crying out to god eh? because when i realized the guy was dead serious he had come to take our car and to distress us we had just purchased our car right and the plastic was still on and he had come to wow. take it you know and um i had the keys somehow that night the holy spirit impressed upon me to take the keys and i had it under the pillow right and just put the car keys for whatever reason i don't even know mm -hmm. under the pillow and um he said where's the car keys and you know i just decided uh, this text came to my mind our weapons of warfare they are not carnal but they are mighty through god for the pulling down of strongholds and i started to pray audibly and i started to say father god we give you all the praise and all the honor and glory because by you we live and dwell and have our being lord we place this situation and started to worship god because i said lord this is a situation that i cannot help my humanness it's insufficient so i'm depending on you and i just try to cry out to god and cry out to god and just pray and then the guy said you see this kind of press and he just decided to leave yeah you know? he, he wow. got confused like because mm -hmm. um 
well, Jane started to pray, then I started to pray, and we started to pray loud. So, right. um, and then he started to get kind of confused, like, mm -hmm. and right. um, he ran out. He took a few things, but they, we, it was replaced, yeah. right? It's just the, what really is the um, trauma that really mm -hmm. was. Yeah. Uh, and one thing that came out too is that when God is about to bless us, the enemy wages war against us you know and god had showed me that he was going to provide us with our home which is where we are right. i had got it in a dream i dreamt that the pnm the um, unc was in power and um kamala she came and she knocked on my door and she asked me what's the desire of my heart and i said you know this government hasn't done anything for me i'm trying to get a home and then she said okay i am going to go into hdc and speak on your behalf and she did just that and she came back and they called me and they gave me the keys to my new home and it was in arima and i remember this sun there was a halo over the apartment and i was kneeling down and i was just worshiping god you know and i had dreamt that mm -hmm. and the series of events that led up to that it involves so directly kamla Pusad Bisesa. <laughs> by her influence got that house for us you know and um you know it i looked back and i realized that in it all god is in it you know sometimes people may criticize you going through stuff you have persons who start questioning your walk with god but god is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could think ask or desire so we need not worry if persons may be thinking why you're going through this maybe there's some sin in your life yes i'm sure there are sins in your life because the bible says that all have sinned right but god always works everything together for the good of his children you know and in that after that incident it pushed us now to go and go after mm -hmm. that HCC house that God had showed us right. and yeah. it came through just the way mm -hmm. God said it would because yeah. he is God mm -hmm. and uh, also we learn to worship God in the midst of our trials mm -hmm. so that after the robbery funny enough we all came together and we worship God we worship God and we prayed we worship God and we cried mm -hmm. it was quite an experience of worshiping God in the midst of a trying situation. And that's really powerful statement there, you yes. know, worshiping in the midst of a trying situation. Mm -hmm. And um, that's really, um, I'm seeing that God was really with you all in that room, especially, you know, being held at gunpoint. And then all of a sudden, you know, he comes with a plan and he's confused and he has to leave, mm -hmm. you know, so that is, that is really powerful. And as that song says, um, the enemy has to leave at the mm -hmm. sound of your name yes. and you know my mom always told me that it's okay to talk about God but when the time comes you call on the name of the Lord make it real in your life then mm -hmm. don't just talk about God but really live God mm -hmm. so we saw it as an opportunity as a family to call on the name of the Lord and the kids were in the other room and they started to laugh because they heard us praying loudly oh so they didn't know what was going on no no the guy had oh. got entered their room oh, okay but they didn't realize what was going on by us okay so okay. they heard us praying very loudly mm -hmm. you know and they were like you know yes <laughs> okay mm -hmm. all right so um your marriage produced two children two yes. lovely children mm -hmm. and so you know sometimes as adults you know i mean adults are supposed to teach children but there are some instances where children you know they teach or they show um, the adults something in a different light that you know they didn't really think of before or they maybe forgot um so what lessons would you say um you've learned from being a parent 
for three, three, um, three of the greatest lessons you've learned from, you know, becoming parents? Well, um, both Chana and Shade are different, right? And sometimes you would think you would, this is how you're going to go about um, like training the children. And um, I learned that they are different and we had to use like different strategies in to, with, with the both of them. Also, um, I would hear, well, um, when, when, when people want to give you advice on, or, or tell you you need to hear them saying that you need to spam children and all that. I don't know that my children could have some <laughs> really on survive with spanking and thing. They so I um I, I have learned really truly I have learned that I had to and um I think it's under the guidance of God really because let me just say that I um there was a couple that did um that they were missionaries they were dentists at the Adventist Hospital. And they would, they, they, they um, paid for me to go to CUC. Okay. okay, they came up on the North Coast, they met me, and they, that's how I ended up at um, CUC. Okay. And I would have looked at them as to how they were dealing with their children. I always wanted a good family. Mm -hmm. That's why when I met Jane, Jane was so graceful and mm -hmm. um, her deportment and stuff drew me to her, mm -hmm. right? And um, in terms of the children, um, these people made such an impression, right, on my life. And sometimes we, we, we do not know how far our examples really, th this is the real thing I'm talking about here. They did have right. such an impression on me that I looked at how they treated their children. And, right. you know, just the other night, um, we looked at a program with um, Rachel and uh, her husband, Silly, the Sillies, and they were saying, um, oh, she thought going home in there. But um, they were saying something that I, I wanted to say now there, but it, it all went for me. But um, yeah, so the, these people, the, the impression they, they made on me, um, I, I brought that into my home. I, I, oh, the point was that. Um, that we as Caribbean, especially men, we are not like kind to, uh, we feel that, well, Caribbean people, we tell to be more harsh to each other and not um, nice to each other in that kind of way. So that um, I wanted that kind of, I saw them being really nice to their children and I wanted uh, my family to be like that. Okay, so that would have, um, you know, altered your mind in terms yes. of the type of father you want mm -hmm. to be now one other thing i learned is that your child can teach you a thing or two about yourself yeah, that you may not even want to admit <laughs> to your spouse yeah. yes <laughs> you know because um, um our son he is very outspoken mm -hmm. you know and um he will tell you respectfully Mm -hmm. Yes, kindly, but he will tell you. <laughs> so, um, also, I learned that as parents, we need to live by example. Mm -hmm. Example is better than precept. My mom taught us that, you know, this quotation that says, much of what you are doing is so loud. I can't hear what you are saying. Mm -hmm. 
So, as parents, you don't go about trying to tell your child what to do. You live by example. Yes, and children are very observant. Yes. You know, they look and they look mm -hmm. and then they do. And then you're like, why are you doing this? I'm like, well, I saw you doing it, you know. So very observant um, children are. Right. So what um, family traditions um, both of you would have developed that you would like to continue and you would like to even see your children, um, you know, starting with their family? If you were to I'll list about three, about three family Yes. Traditions. Okay, so our family, the family I came from, we are a family who believe in family. <laughs> so every Christmas, we always celebrate Christmases and birthdays. That is our way of life. And I brought that over into our family as well. Okay. Yes, and myself and Oswald, we share that view. Also, a life surrender to God. You know, because, um, you know, my parents basically said to us that without God you are nothing you are absolutely nothing mm -hmm. so that complete dependence on God right. that's a tradition that I would want to bring over also we like on um, for worship Friday nights we usually have like a period of um, like Thanksgiving so mm -hmm. everybody would want to um, see well how God has been good to us during the week so before we have we we really um read or do any the worship session we have a period of dance mm -hmm. which we hope children will carry forward with them okay all right and well you have been the head of the family life department for just about three years um so far and um you mentioned that your mom has been you know the head of the family life department and so coming you know out of of that um, heavy involvement in the department and you know living a life dedicated to Christ as a married couple um, what advice would you give to couples um, who you know aspire to the same or even single persons who you know want to have that family that type of close-knit family hmm. <laughs> well I would want to see um, in a marriage Mm -hmm. there is going to always be situations that you need to address right okay. um, but I think um, we need to focus really on the um, we, we, we need to focus on the like the relationship and not really on the problems that we would face because there will always be um, problems I want to say also that um, we need to be careful with um, some, um, what is the word, there are some like um, sins that can plague the family and, and all of us might face it and um, even our lesson is talking about unforgiveness, unforgiveness and um, um, pride right um, we need to be very careful because sometimes we can if we, we we focus on what our spouse do then we can damage the relationship yes right so um, we need to know that forgiveness really and um, um, yeah forgiveness and pride sometimes gets in the way and we do not want to like submit ourselves we feel that we we need to 
the win, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, but um, when we look at crisis life, we see that um, we need to more uh, recognize, right, that uh, and value the relationship that we have. And um, one thing I learned is don't sweat the small stuff. To add to what um, Brother Norega said, you know. Don't sweat the small stuff. Focus on what really matters. And um, also, I would want to advise couples, you know, as couples come together with other friends and so on, don't compare your marriage to any other marriage. Mm -hmm. Your marriage is unique, especially designed by God. I believe that God brought myself and Oswald together. It's a unique, so that the only person that has the authority to give injections or deposits into your relationship is god mm. all right so you yes you can look and admire things about persons but i have learned that really don't compare your relationship to any other relationship um in light of parenting you know talking to couples about their children seek god's guidance seek god's guidance in terms of how to order this particular child samson parents had to seek God's face as to how to direct this particular child. It's not a one-size-fit-all scenario. Each child is unique and different. Um, also, do yourself a favor and love your spouse because those little beady eyes, they are looking at you and they are going to pattern their lives after you. So whatever comes out in the home, chances are, I want to give a full 8 out of 10, they, your child is going to role play or carry that over into their homes. So do yourself a favor, love your wife, love your husband, treat them well, and the child will have something to go with. Yes. And finally, accept your mate just as they are. Just as they are. If you think they're crazy, it's your crazy. All right. <laughs> Whatever it is, never apologize for having your meat that person is your meat your sweetheart your person broke foot whatever it is this is my love yes do not apologize to anyone for your meat yes so i think that's that's it yes Okay, well, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, we're just going to go into our last question, uh, which would be, um, what would you say is the scripture that you live by? Um, what scripture you just can't stop thinking about and, you know, your life is really ordered by that scripture? Yeah, well, my scripture will be Jeremiah 29, right? Um, you would seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. In all the difficult periods that text has been um, a prop for me because I know that God is there. If you seek him, you will find him. He promised to be there and you seek him, you will find him. He will come true for you. And my text is Lamentations chapter 3 verses 22 and 23. It is the goodness of the Lord why we are not consumed. His mercies are steadfast. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. And God's great love to me has never stopped. 
he has never stopped loving me you know sometimes at night i would spend time before i drift off into sleep just to worship god just to praise him i say lord i thank you for health i thank you for this and it usually helps me to drift off into a sweet sleep you know and god is unchanging and un unfaltering right um there is no expiration date on god's mercies and that for me that text every time i say it you know i just say lord i thank you for loving me you know it's, it's just that is a fact one conclusion it does not mean that i'm perfect it does not mean that i wouldn't have trials but you are merciful to me and i thank you for loving me always at all times on a pet on apologetic love that's it Okay. Well, thank you so very much, um, Brother Oswald and Sister Jane. Thank you so much for sharing your stories, your life experiences to our listening audience. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your Sabbath. And thank you for choosing Good News Chapel as the church to worship with on this Sabbath. We'll take a moment to just have a moment of Always be. A place for you at my table, return to me.